All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast for the Mavs Outsider. This is your host, Dustin, and um, wanted to do a post-game pod for the Mavs game against the Charlotte Hornets, which was a win, and a good win. Um, it was Luca, or Luca, it was Kristaps Porzingis' first game of the year, um, he scored 16 points, got four rebounds, two blocks. Um, he played a really good game, considering it was his first one of the year. Uh, it was four for nine for three. And it was really good to see him back on the floor. So, um, as far as the best player in the game, though, was obviously Luca. Luca scored 34 points, had 13 rebounds and nine assists, one assist away from a triple double. He was five from nine for three, which will go a long way to help his uh, um, season three point percentage, which has been down. So he it was he only shot. Um, Two free throws, which is uh, kind of a topic that's been going around. I, there was uh, he took it to the lane a lot, and there was not a lot of fouls being called for Dallas. Uh, total, they took sixteen free throws. Funny enough, Josh Green took the most out of uh, all Mavs players, but uh, yeah, Luca was five for nine for three for fifty five percent. And uh, it was really good to see him shooting like as well as he was. Um, you know, last game was one of his better games of the year, even though I think he about shot about 30%. But this game was a lot better. Uh, so it was good to see him um, play well. He played 34 minutes, which, um, you know, the Mavs, they're still without uh, five guys. They, from what I believe, Maxie and Dwight Powell have both tested positive. And the three guys in Denver of Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Josh Richardson, I believe two of them have tested positive for COVID. So uh, when they do come back, which I believe would probably be the, I think they play Sunday, um, I know they play Friday night, and those five are still going to be out. The injury reports already come out. So those five guys will miss. But I believe they play Sunday and Monday. And hopefully we'll get at least one guy back, the one negative test. Now, we don't know who it is. Um, I heard someone say it could be Brunson that we're getting back. So... That tells me it may have been, um, it may have been Dorian Finney-Smith and Josh Richardson the test positive. So it's too bad. You know we're gonna miss them for two weeks. Uh, it's already been a week, which is good. We've got one week out of the way. Um, there's a, there's a tough game tomorrow against Milwaukee, but uh, you know they with Porzingis coming back and you know Willie Colley Stein starting at center still. Um, and I assume 
he'll start for he'll start at center tomorrow night, being that uh, Milwaukee plays big. But uh, he started at center next to Porzingis in the Charlotte game, and he took two shots, made both of them. He only scored four points, but he did get fourteen rebounds. Um, it was seems like it was one of the first games of the year where somebody somebody actually out rebounded Luca. Luca seems to be leading the team in rebounds every night, and Willie Colley Stein was able was got fourteen rebounds, which was really good. Three of them offensive. Um, Josh Green also got three offensive rebounds, which was really good to see. Um, he was he was a lot better this game. He um, looked a little timid last game. Um, I, I think I think you know they, they need to play him because obviously they're a man short. Um, Wes Wandu got the start because I felt like maybe they thought that Green was a little uh, timid or passive and. So they, they went ahead and put Wes Wandu in the starting lineup. I, I'd like to see Green get back in that starting lineup. And nothing to do with the way Wes played. It's more of I, I'd like a, a, a more veterans coming off the bench. Um, you know, with the, so many starters out, you know, now you've got all these uh, – you've got different starters now. And, you know, Hardaway's back in the start, and obviously the Dorian Finney-Smith start. Dorian, Dorian Finney-Smith's starter has to be, you know, has to be replaced in the starting lineup. So it was, it's been Josh Green, and it's been Wes Wandu. And I like Green being in there. I like Green playing with the starters, get them some experience. I don't think he hurts you being out there. Um, he... Obviously, he's over two for three on three pointers, so you know he's not a great shooter. But you know neither is Awandu. So the only reason I think Awandu got the start was for defense. And you know Green plays really good defense. And you know I, I know people don't like plus minus whatever, but you know Green was a plus seventeen. He led the team in that. And as funny as that sounds, but. Uh, I, I liked him starting. I like more, you know, even though one dude's still a pretty young player, you know, he did, I believe, play four years in college, plus he's been in the league three years, so he is a bit older, you know, and I liked him and Burke coming off the bench along with James Johnson. So you, you do have some veterans coming off the bench. Uh, you know, they're, they're missing some guys really hurts their depth. And so the... Three, the two two-way players and Tyrell Terry did get a minute, you know, at the very end. Um, none of them really played that particularly well. But, you know, they were trying to just run out the clock. But uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. had an okay night. You know, he, he was three for ten on his threes, which is 30%. It's It's okay. You know, you'd obviously like to see better, but, you know, he did score 18. You know, he was um, 7 for 16, so he did have six two-pointers, you know, that he took, and he made four of them. So being four for six on two-pointers um, helped out his um, 
shooting that night because he really struggled kind of threes and obviously you want to see better um the the charlotte team this time around um they didn't play as well as they did the last game against the mavs the bench last game really killed the mavs i thought the mavs defense this game was a factor um I know when you you see highlights and you know you see uh, like when they're doing a highlight package on something like NBA TV, you know they talk about how Charlotte you know just missed shots or whatever. But you know Dallas was in their face on all their shots. You know Luca had four blocks. You know that's a big deal. James Johnson had three blocks. Willie Cauley Stein had three blocks. Porzingis had two blocks. You know, they really challenged the shots of the Hornets players. And I don't think it's a coincidence that they were missing shots. You know, you go back and you watch that last Charlotte game. That was a really bad game for the Mavs as a whole. They were still starting that bad lineup with um, Dorian Finney-Smith, Josh Richardson, and Tim Hardaway Jr. with Dwight Powell. And Dwight Powell at the time just... You know, he, he offers no rim protection, and the Charlotte Hornets just had a field day scoring the ball. But the rim protection in this game was fantastic, you know, especially between Collie Stein and Porzingis in the starting lineup. And, you know, it was good to see. Um, I'm curious as to see if when, you know, they're back, everybody's back, they have all their players available. I'm curious to see if they keep him in the starting lineup. I could see Maxi taking that spot, which I don't think would be a bad thing. You know, prior to the um, season starting, Burke and Colley Stein seemed to have some, you know, chemistry coming off the bench, and it, it was good to see. And I, I think they could, you know, if you have Burke and Tim Hardaway Jr. and Willie Colley Stein you know, along with uh, Brunson uh, coming off the bench with James Johnson, I I think you have a good team and a good bench, a bench that can compete with all the other benches in the league. And I do like the def- defense that Maxi and Porzingis can give you at the rim. You know, Maxi is a really good defensive player. And it's, it's um, hard to see that... Having Maxi and Dorian Finney-Smith and Josh Richardson, probably their three best, you know, on-the-ball defensive players are out. And to play as well as they did yesterday on defense was really good to see. Um, Luca, his defense has been incredible so far this year. He's looks like he's really making an effort to play. Um, the Mavs as a team are second in the league. In defense, which some people find that hard to believe. They think it's a mistake, but when you watch these games, you can tell that the Mavs are making it hard for teams to play. And, you know, I know they had a bad game against Charlotte. And, you know, the Bulls game was also another poor kind of defensive showing for them. You know, Zach Levine kind of went off. Um, kind of did whatever he wanted. Um, the Phoenix game, 
Uh, Dallas never plays well against Phoenix, so I kind of expected them to lose that. Um, that was at the beginning of the year when they were still playing bad. The Laker game, obviously, they played poorly that game as well. Um, but I I am looking forward to the Milwaukee game. The Milwaukee game is the one coming up Friday. I hope the Mavs can get a win. Um, Milwaukee's playing really good right now. Milwaukee's won four in a row, I think, as well. Um, now, I think the four games they've won have been against um, below 500 teams. Uh, I, Middleton, from what I understand, is having a really good year. Um, obviously, Giannis is having the same Giannis seasons he had in the past. You know, he's still not a great shooter from three-point, but he's still somebody that the Mavericks can't seem to shut down. But um, I'm eager to see how the Mavs play this. I don't know if Willie Colley-Stein will cover them or Christoph Sprzingis. I assume Willie Colley-Stein will cover them. I wish Maxie was playing because Maxie always does a really good job challenging him. Um, I figure James Johnson will have a few goes at it. Um, I, I, I don't know if Boban will get many minutes. This isn't really much of a Boban game. He, I don't think, can play against a team like Milwaukee who has bigs that shoot threes. I think that's where Boban struggles a bit. Um, when you play him against a big that can't shoot, he's more likely to have a better game because he doesn't have to go out to that three-point line and cover someone. Um, last night when Biombo was in the game, you know you can play Boban against Biombo. Biombo's not going to get out on the three-point line and shoot the ball. Um, I don't even know if Biombo takes jump shots. But against the Milwaukee Bucks, I, I'd be willing to bet that most of your energy on um, Giannis will be taken up by you know Porzingis, Kali Stein, James Johnson. And I, you know, I don't know if Tyler Bay will get some minutes. If uh, I could see maybe if some guys got in some foul trouble. Um, you know, Wandu does have a little bit of length to him, but I still think um, I still think that Giannis is a bit bigger, and I don't think they would try that. But if someone were to get in foul trouble, I could see maybe them trying that instead of trying to put Tyler Bay in there to see what he can do. But you never know. Uh, the Mavs have a, a back-to-back coming up, I think, Sunday and Monday. So maybe giving minutes to some of those guys might help keep them from playing too many minutes in the Milwaukee game. You know, I could see them not not necessarily taking a scheduled loss, but I could see them playing the younger guys. And if the game gets a little... Uh, out of control either way. Like if, if they start falling behind, you might see a few minutes, a few more minutes for those guys, you know, to let them get out there and play. But uh, tomorrow, though, the game starts at 6.30, an early start, which I kind of like. Um, I, I, I hate the West Coast games being here in Dallas area. But uh, 
the game starts tomorrow at 6.30. Uh, one of the things Milwaukee does lack is, uh, to me, is depth. You know, they do have, you know, good players, but I thought when the Mavericks played them in the preseason, it kind of showed their lack of depth. And I, I know it's preseason, and a lot of people don't um, take that into an account. You know, they say it's preseason. And I'm the same way. You know, it is preseason. I get that. But... At the same time, a lot of times in preseason games, you're seeing a lot of backups play against each other. And, you know, the Mavs bench really outplayed Milwaukee's bench. And now I know Dallas's depth is a little hurt right now, but um, I, I don't know if, you know, Luka may still get, you know, he got 35 minutes almost in the Charlotte game. I, he, you know, he could get another 35 to 40 minutes in this game. I I don't. I know they're trying to probably trying to get him into shape as far as playing him into shape, and it's done real. It's real been effective because you can tell he is in better basketball shape. But you know, playing your best player forty minutes on a nightly basis is a little tough. Uh, Porzingis, you know, was held to twenty one minutes. You know, maybe tomorrow tomorrow he'll get closer to twenty five, which would help. Um, like I said, Boban got 15, so if you don't have to play, if you can't play Boban, you know, I'm sure Rick will give it the give it a try. Obviously, you, you can't not play him if you like depth in that particular area, but, you know, if he's not very effective, if he struggles to guard the, the perimeter five that Milwaukee plays, I, I could see him pulling Boban quick, but... That probably means, you know, maybe more minutes for Willie Cauley-Stein. Um, I, I, I do think they will keep Porzingis at 25 and under minutes. So, you know, James Johnson got 25 minutes. So, you know, maybe his gets bumped up a little. You know, he's a bit older older player, but I don't think um, it would hurt if his minutes got extended in a short period of time when you're trying to make up for, you know, five missing players. So, anyhow, um, the Charlotte win was a good win. I know I kind of got off track and started doing a pre, pre-game or pre-pod of the uh, Milwaukee game, but back to the Charlotte game, it was a really good win. Um, Charlotte has been playing very well. They're actually playing again right now. Now, they're not doing so great at the time. Um, they are down kind of big to Toronto, who's having a really bad season. But, uh, you know, Charlotte has been playing well. They, I still do think they have a chance to make that play-in tournament. Um, you know, the, it's only the third quarter of this game, so anything's possible. They're only down 15, but Charlotte is a good team, and it was a good win for Dallas. So, anyhow, on to uh, a little short segment on some NBA news. You know, I know that big trade yesterday with James Harden to Brooklyn kind of dominated the day. Um, Houston getting back um, Oladipo from Indiana. Since it was a four-team trade, they did get Oladipo back. And Kuroks and... Dante Exum, I believe. 
And, you know, I, I think the two teams that kind of came out the best in this whole trade were the Cleveland Cavaliers and then the Indiana Pacers. I, I thought Indiana picking up Levert was a great move. I don't think they were going to pay Oladipo. Um, I know Oladipo has had some injuries and he's not the same guy, and maybe there is a chance he comes back and he is that guy again, but I, I thought that was the reason they kind of brought in uh, Malcolm Brogdon to kind of replace Oladipo. Brogdon, since he's been in Indiana, has played very well, and Sabonis right now is playing very well, and I think adding a player like Levert, who's having a really good season, um, a really good start to the season with Brooklyn. I thought that was a great move for them. And to really give up nothing uh, except, you know, Oladipo, a, a guy who they probably weren't going to re-sign. You know, his contract ends uh, ends at the, the end of this year, and I just don't think they were going to re-sign him. I thought they were either going to just play the season out with them, see how it went, and kind of let them walk. But, you know, they did trade him before, obviously, the the end of the year. And they did get Levert back. And the other team, Cleveland, you know, them getting Jared Allen is big for them. You know, Jared Allen is still a really young player, and he's a really good big. And Cleveland, you know, funny, in the, in the past few drafts, Cleveland's drafted some guards. And so they seem to have a lot of guards and some wings. And, you know, Jared Allen is a fantastic rim protector. And I think he's a restricted free agent at the end of this year. And there's no doubt in my mind Cleveland will keep him. You know, I think Drummond's contract is up at the end of this year. So Drummond could be traded. Um, A lot of people believe to the Mavs. A lot of people think the Mavs are interested. Um... I, I it would be interesting. I'm I'm not sure who the Mavs would give up. You know, it would have to revolve around James Johnson and probably Tim Hardaway Jr. because Drummond does make so much money. You've got to make those contracts match, and the only guys that I could see them taking back in return, or the only guys that would pretty much match the money that they're willing to give up, are Hardaway and um. James Johnson. So I, I just don't see Dallas making that move. I think Dallas is probably just saving their money for the offseason. So, you know, Drummond, there there could be some other teams interested in Drummond, and I would not be surprised to see him moved. He he is a rebounding machine. Um, he, he is a good player. Um, he is having a really good season, and I think he would help any team. Uh, you know, Cleveland, obviously right now, doesn't need him. Cleveland's not doing anything this year, so they could get some draft picks in return and use it to help build their team. Obviously, Brooklyn got James Harden. Um, James Harden is, you know, I I don't like the way he handled the situation. Obviously, I you know I'm a Dallas guy, obviously, and Houston and San Antonio are at there are in state rivals, and so. Rooting for Houston is never something I do. Um, I always root against them, but I, I still think you you can't treat your the team that's done everything for you the past 
what is it, like eight years or something like that. They've done everything for him. It's just, just to treat him like that, you know, to treat his teammates like that, to say he has done everything he can and he's given his all. I'm sorry. I don't think he's given his all. I, I just don't. I don't know how he can say that with a straight face because he's looked like, you know, I understand you coming into the season a little out of shape. Look, well, we've given Luka Doncic a hard time about that. But, you know, Luka tried to play in shape, and he's done it. And he's gotten to where he's he's not he's better than he was last year. He's doing everything better than last year. And it seemed like as these games went on for Houston, Harden was just getting worse. And he was getting bigger. And I, I think you could really tell that he was getting bigger. And, and I'm not saying that in some sort of insulting way or anything, but he... It was obviously, it was obvious he was putting on weight, and he he just he wasn't given everything. And I think the best thing to do was trade him. And it seems like Houston now is in a rebuilding mode. Um, the only the only guy they have, the only high dollar contract really, I guess, is John Wall. Um, I, I think Eric Gordon makes a lot of money, but after that, you're not really playing a lot of guys a lot of money. Um, they did get a lot of draft picks. I'm not sure how good those picks are going to be. I guess you hope you get lucky. You know, they got Brooklyn picks and Milwaukee picks, but unless something happens to, you know, Brooklyn and they end up in the lottery, which, you know, I, I do think they, they have picks, you know, five and six years out, you know, they six years from now, Brooklyn could be in the lottery, but you know, a GM's not typically doesn't trade for something like that because yeah, if they don't turn the team around in a timely fashion, they're usually bringing another GM in, and he's getting the full advantage of those those picks. But Houston did get a lot of picks out of it, and I do believe they're rebuilding now. I I know I do think they'll still try to make the playoffs this year. They do have good players. You know, if Oladipo's health healthy, he can help them. Um, he can shoot. He, he's a good playmaker to go alongside John Wall. They still have Boogie, Christian Wood, and P.J. Tucker, and Eric Gordon. Um, so that they are going to compete for a playoff spot. Um, they could get that 7-10 to 10 range and be in that play-in game. So I, I, I don't know if... They'll do anything once they get there. Like I, I don't think they... Obviously, a number eight team is not going to beat the Lakers in the first round, but I, I just don't think they're the team that's going to put up the most um, resistance. So, I mean, it's... I, I don't know. I also don't know which picks they gave up to Oklahoma City for Westbrook. So, you know, it, does it benefit them to play... And try and win now, or does it benefit them to tank? Or you know, could they move Oladipo? I I do think they can move him if they feel like you know if somebody calls them with an offer. So, but you know, Brooklyn, obviously they got Harden. They're missing Kyrie. They gave up a lot of depth. Um, I don't know who their backup center is. Um, I do know Jordan is the starter, and. Um, who they have backing him up, I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. But they're just going to hope that Kyrie will 
eventually come back. Um, I don't know. I don't know his status. Um, obviously, he's been out for a while just for personal reasons. So you never know what that means. You know where a guy's head's at. So other than that, I don't. I if Kyrie's not there, I just don't think they have enough with Harden and Durant to make it to the finals. I I think there are better teams in the East than Brooklyn if Kyrie just doesn't show up because you you're gonna need him and. I just don't know if Durant and Harden are enough, especially the way Harden, you know, plays defense and even offense. You know, Houston's had a team that the offense has been revolved around Harden for so long. I don't know if he knows how to play another offense. So it's going to be interesting to see how he fits in Brooklyn's offense. I hope he plays in their next game. Um, I haven't looked at the schedule to see when that might be. But it would be fun to see. I um, guess I'm looking now. I, I don't see that they, they do not play tomorrow. So um, I would be interested to see how that works out for them while Kyrie is gone and while he gets there. So, so anyhow, that is going to be all for today's pod. I um, will... I don't think I'll stay up Friday night and do a post game. I, I might do one Saturday and post and put it up for the uh, post game for the Bucks game against the Mavs. And hopefully, like I said last time, hopefully we're talking about a win. Um, if not, I if they do not win and they're competitive, I, you know, it's not going to be too much of a disappointment. Uh, they are out. Five rotational players, and that's a lot of people to be missing. To you know, expect your team to beat a top team in the league, you know, when five rotational guys are out. But you know, if anybody can do it, you know, you still have Luca, who's playing fantastic, and you know, Porzingis, maybe he, you know, hits some more shots. So maybe it's our. Uh, It'll be another win. You know, you never know. But uh, until then, if you want to tweet me, you can tweet at the Mavs Outsider. But other than that, that will be all for today's pod. And I'll see you next time. Later.